You're listening to Solar Insiders, a fortnightly update on the ins and outs of the solar industry and what it means for consumers. With Renew Economies editor Giles Parkinson and leading solar industry veteran Nigel Morris. Solar Insiders is brought to you by Solar Analytics, suppliers of intelligent solar monitoring. Hello and thanks for joining this podcast. This is the fortnightly podcast, Solar Insiders, sponsored by Solar Analytics. With me, Giles Parkinson, the editor of Renew Economy and One Step Off the Grid, and you, Nigel Morris from Solar Analytics. Nigel, how are you? Giles, I'm really well. How are you this week? Look, very well. Look, um, and look, this is extraordinary weather we've been enjoying. Um, fantastic blue skies, and I've got to say, on my solar array and my solar monitoring equipment, I'm seeing perfect circles or perfect half moons. Yes, I got a new record yesterday, so um, the seasons have definitely changed. I saw more out of my array than I have seen since I connected it up uh, six months or so back, so good times for solar owners. Indeed, indeed, yes. In fact, I think my solar exports are about four times my imports at the moment, which uh, must be something. Um, we're not the only two to have solar on the roof in Australia. I, new data will come out this week um, and will confirm that at the end of August, um, the amount of rooftop solar in Australia sailed over six gigawatts, which doesn't make that much change from the month before, probably about 100 megawatts, but is a pretty significant milestone, Nigel. It is, and I was just doing the numbers, it makes us about 11% according to data on the Australian Energy Regulator's website on national capacity. So um, that's a remarkable result, remarkable. You've been in the industry 25 years or something like that, and sorry if I've aged you or dated you, but um, did you ever see see that this would get this big this quickly? No, uh, a favourite conversation of mine was actually when, believe it or not, when Malcolm Turnbull was uh, in opposition, I think he was the energy minister at the time, he used to come and visit uh, the solar factory that I worked at and I remember preparing a presentation and my boss throwing it back at me and saying, no, it's just not big enough, we've got to think further ahead and, you know, more's going to happen and I reviewed it up and I reviewed it up and I reviewed it up and eventually he just scratched it out and marked it up and I said, Mark, this is never going to happen, it's never going to (laughs) happen. And here we are. (laughs) Here we are. And here we are. And look, while we're on that subject, can you remember anything that Malcolm Turnbull used to say about solar energy in those days? Oh, look, it was fascinating. He was... uh he was really, really excited. In fact, we had to get extra sandwiches. One time he came, he just wouldn't leave. And we, we actually had him locked up in the boardroom with one of our analysts and uh, they very, very excitedly sat there crunching numbers and looking at spreadsheets and he walked out uh, like an excited schoolboy back then. Well, he, well, he's actually got solar on his roof and he's got storage in his house, but on the broader political level, he's still talking about when the wind don't blow and the sun don't shine. Yeah. Um, interesting, though, that I just want to pick up on that statistic that you talked about, 11% of capacity, but rooftop solar is providing about 3% at the moment of overall um, consumption, which is pretty significant and probably one by all forecasts that's going to double and treble over the next five years. Yeah, I don't see much stopping it at the moment. In fact, I've talked to a bunch of people in the past couple of weeks since our last episode episode and uh, there's not much sign of it slowing down out there at the moment it's very strong absolutely and we'll probably get into that a bit later in this program and one other thing I just don't want to touch on was an announcement from the Queensland government extending the um, or removing the caps on rooftop solar Um, in regional Queensland previously you could only have five kilowatts and claim a fit tariff now they've decided to extend that to 30 kilowatts which I guess means that small businesses can put 
um, solar on the roof and not having to not have to worry about sort of consuming every single kilowatt hour that that produces because they get something back from the grid. Um, move forward, Nigel, and why isn't this happening elsewhere? Really good question. I don't know. Oh. Can, we, can we get a regulator on the line? Can we Makes get a regulator? Sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Makes loads of sense. It's great. It's a great thing to see, actually. And I, I guess the devil will be in the detail. It'll be very interesting to see how the rest of the tariff structure uh, appears. You know, we've seen in the past, I know you've written about it, Giles, about the very, very high standing charges and some of the other penalty rates. So I'll be interested. I haven't read the detail yet. I'll be interested to see uh, what the detail says and, and to make sure that they haven't just made an announcement that no one can can actually you know bring to the market but fingers crossed yeah yeah we've seen a few of those hey look we've got a bit of feedback from last week's um podcast you just want to clarify a couple of things i understand oh we did and look this is the risk of being a jack of all trades and a master of none giles um you know lots of experience but i'm, I'm, not sens a... I'm, I'm sensing a mea culpa coming up <laughs> well look Interestingly, when last last episode when we were talking about uh, rooftop isolators and a couple of my old installer buddies uh, quickly arced up um, to correct me and I thought... Quite I literally. Should, yeah, and I... <laughs> <laughs> I thought I should give them the courtesy of apologising firstly and, and highlighting that, um, as they quite rightly pointed out, um, the current rooftop isolators are just an isolator. They are not a fuse. They're not a circuit breaker. And I did confuse my terminology a couple of times, so I apologise for that, guys. The reason I mentioned it was because in the very early days, in fact, when we were working on the City Power program that I mentioned, I can remember my old mate Stagsy sitting there with literally a fuse box that we were planning on using uh, and there were a number of uh, sort of isolated uh, uh, fusing type devices that were initially proposed. Um, now it is purely isolated so I apologise for that guys. Uh, that was uh, my enthusiasm confusion and um, the other one was the issue that I mentioned of lower current. Of course it's actually higher current uh, in a high voltage um, sorry, it's higher current in an AC 240 volt system than it is a 500 volt DC system. So the current is lower in the high voltage DC that we're mentioning. And on the topic of high voltage DC, the uh, technical guys out there highlighted that in the definition of the electricity world, high voltage is not actually high voltage in the terms that we were talking about. High voltage is actually kilovolts and megavolts and stuff like that. So it's actually cool. low voltage. So sorry about that, guys. I'll be more diligent. Look, um, I'm going to take your word for all of that, and it's good to see that we've got some technical um, experts on, on the spot. They're going to love this story. Um, this goes back about five years ago when I was over in California looking at one of the big plants being put up by First Solar at the time. And um, I was invited into the control room, and the guy, the controller said, um, look at this, how much electricity we produced last night, which was a full moon. And I said, you're kidding me, no way. And um, yeah, 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 yeah. And um, look, it, it was a huge plant and produced a couple of megawatts according to this data. And I went away and I thought, geez, that's a pretty good story. And I texted them the next day and said, you sure about that? And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what he said, isn't it? And I said, OK. So I wrote a story about it. Of course, it went off. Big solar farm powered by the full moon. <laughs> about two hours later, telephone starts going off. And I, and I knew immediately what it was about. And the guy was just sort of saying, oh, look, we are so, so sorry. This is a new guy in the control room. He completely missed misread what the thing is and we are so apologetic but we're going to have to pull that story back and I went you are making me look like a goose I mean look I should have you know when you get that gut feel and you go no don't do it don't do it don't do it but you do it anyway and um, <laughs> oh dear it took me ages to live that down <laughs> 
Yeah, well, you know, you know you, you, you're treading on uh, uh, thin ice if you go into moonlight solar power. <laughs> so I learnt that time. Yeah. Now, look, let's get on to the main topic of the day. Um, now, this is about energy awareness, and I guess it's a real big issue at the moment because awareness is basically you know, the fundamental reason for the, um, for the Turnbull Summit and the eyeballs of the big energy retailers. Um, most people don't even know how much they're getting paid and don't, how much they're getting billed, sorry, and don't even know when they're sort of shifting from one sort of incentive to another. So Malcolm Turnbull wants, um, he reckons about 2 million people are paying too much for the electricity. I would say, as I've said in the other Solar and Insi- um, Energy Insiders podcast, that probably 8 million people, every minute, every damn household is paying too much for electricity. But by the by, what we do see out there is um, a big problem with awareness and what people do. And this is particularly important as people are considering um, solar and, I guess, battery storage as well, Nigel. Yeah, you're exactly right. And switching, which has been the big topic. And, you know, that was the outcome of uh, Turnbull's... um uh, shirt fronting of the retailers for the second time in two weeks. Um, you know, there are a number of uh, outcomes proposed from that. And, and you know, really it all comes back to this issue of a really fundamental problem that everybody in the country has, as you rightly say, which is this. My electricity bill is too large. That's the problem, right? That's that's at the nub of it all. But, but when you get beyond the fact that the electricity bill is too large and you start saying, well, okay, what am I going to do about that? then you start to get into this issue of I need to be aware of my energy. Do I have energy awareness? What, what is using my energy? How much energy is being used? How much is it costing me? Is there a better deal out there? And, and the government seems to be very, very focused on the fact that, well, you don't need to worry too much about any of the other details. You just need to switch and that's going to solve your problem. I don't know if that's really entirely the full story. One of the issues is that, um, and I guess it's been said so many times, is that one of the things about electricity bills is that you basically, you know, when you've got a car and you need to fill it up with fuel, you go down to the pump and you see exactly how much you're using and how much you pay, so you're very conscious about your usage and the cost of it. With electricity bills, you basically get something in the post about th- after about three months and usually a bit later, so you can't possibly remember what it is that you did or didn't do. Now, they're even changing that to monthly, but gee, I still reckon that's too, still too often, and, uh, and I guess that sort of says... That's one thing in support of, um, you know, people actually having sort of lifetime feeds, um, which I guess is what your business is, but it's just so important. I mean, people don't seem to know what they're doing and why and how. No, you're, you're right. And, and there were some interesting statistics around this. Um, because I'm a nerd, I look some statistics up to make it sound like I'm smarter than I am, Giles. And one of the interesting things to me um, were, was this, and that is that consumption... Now, I guess firstly... There has been no update since 2014, believe it or not, about average energy consumption from the AER. They do a report, comes out every few years, and between 2011 and 2014, when the last report was out, consumption fell by 13%, according to the data, which is pretty interesting, right? Now, what, what, what would have driven that? Sort of energy efficiency and the uptake of solar panels at that stage? Yes, definitely. They, I think they would be the two number one items. I think there was also a, a big period of increasing prices in there, so energy awareness increased a bit. People realised for the first time, probably in my generation, Giles, that electricity wasn't just a given and it wasn't really, really cheap. You couldn't just use as much as you wanted. It was actually starting to really hurt people during that period. So I think it was a combination of those things. I remember talking to a, a retailer actually, he said, no, don't worry, they're all elastic, they'll come back. 
Um, <laughs> dem demand will go back up again. Um, and we don't know in statistical terms. I think um, I know which retailer that was, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it hasn't really come up. So then you kind of get onto this topic of, okay, now we've come forward a few years. Where are we up to? Well, prices have just gone up by 20% again, right? 20%. My bill just came in and I went, oh my goodness, I'm going around turning things off. But of course, when I'm looking around my house now, I, I, I'm, I've got monitoring, so it's a little bit easier for me, but I'm going around the house going, geez, what is it that's using all this energy? How do I get energy awareness? How do I understand that? And I'm in the industry, right? So I, I think you know consumers must really be grappling with this energy awareness thing. And it's, it's kind of easy to say, well, let, let's just get them to switch, right? But that doesn't mm. solve the problem long-term. All that does is get them a short-term gain. And okay, Turnbull's trying to protect that saving for them. But ultimately, if you continue to blow electricity uh, or, or, or waste electricity or use it in ways that aren't the most economical, you're still going to have a big bill, right? And, and you see quite a lot of that happening. You see these sort of things on some of the forums out there and someone's sort of put in solar, but they're still using um, closed dryers at night time. They've got air conditioning going on throughout the whole day and throughout the night and they're going, well, how come my bill's not going down? It's oh, just sort of almost, yeah. It's the classic, right? The classic energy awareness. And th there are actually a bunch of different categories that we have. Uh, in, our, in our consumer research, and we've got a full-time researcher. It's a wonderful luxury to have someone who spends their whole <laughs> life looking at this. Tell me about your motorbike shop owner. Oh, look, that is such a classic story. So, okay, Electri uh, it was, a, it was a, actually a Harley dealership. So dealership goes to the solar guy, says, my bill's big, can you help me? They do the work, they do some sizing, they throw a system on, thank you very much. A month or so later, the shop owner rings up and says, mate, Come in on Saturday, my business accountants, my business manager and my accountant are going to be there. Close the door on your way in. So he turns up. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was pretty harsh, right? Calls him in and says, here's the old bill, here's the new bill, hasn't changed, you ripped me off. And he said, well, listen, um, we skimped a bit because you were uh, you know, pushing us on price, so we took the monitoring out. But I actually want to just put some monitoring back in because we don't know what you're using here. We, we, we did the analysis originally, but I can see you've done some renovations. I can see you've done some other bits around the place. Let's get a monitor on. They put a monitor on. They wait for 30 days. They come back. They look at the data, and it shows that the solar's nicely all being consumed on site, right? And he goes, well, this is weird. I don't know either because blah, 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 blah. And then one of the employees wanders past. Morning, boss. Goes out to the new showroom that's been installed, does something out there, and while they were looking at the dashboard, monitoring the entire facility and the solar production, whap, the demand goes through the roof, three times bigger than the, what the original design was done for. And he said, what happened then? And he, they run out and they say, Bill, what did you do out there? And he said, oh, well, I just turned the new air conditioning system on. And they said, <laughs> oh, yeah, all right, okay, you put a new air conditioning system on. He said, oh, yeah, no, it's just a little thing. Turned out it was a 45-kilowatt three-phase air conditioner. Fairly substantial change to the demand. So this guy was completely unaware. He didn't understand the impact of his... Of his uh, consumption. He didn't know when the builder said, I'm going to whack a three-phase 45-kilowatt air conditioner on, that was going to be, be, be substantial and have a big impact. He didn't know that the floor plan that the dealership said, you have to use these lights, uh, meant that he was putting in more lighting that he needed and it was going to cost him a whole lot of energy. He had no visibility. He was unaware. And, and we see these stories all the time, Giles.
Yeah, it's amazing. And you hear stories about people sort of putting in, in, in stuff and they go, oh, well, look, all and the price rises, they're the fault of renewables and, and this hasn't done anything and it's still the fault of renewables. And um, really, unless you get that sort of monitoring and that um, and that real-time flavour, it's it's hard to um, change the... Um, it, it's, it's hard to change the conversation, but it's critically important. It's impossible. And, I mean, you can't design good solutions, as, as my guy found out. Now, th thankfully, he solved it. He, he educated this customer, right? This customer now gets it. He's never going <laughs> to let anyone put an air conditioner on his building again without asking the question up front, right? He's, he's moved up the scale. And, and we go from the, the categories that we have are passive owners. Mm -hmm. The next group we call a somewhat energy aware, perhaps aspirational. That might be my dad. He's, he knows a little bit about it, but, you know, he's relying on me to keep it all under check. Then we move up to energy aware. So that might be you or I, right? We're, we're pretty aware. We're watching what's going on. We're watching when we're using energy. And then the top category or the very end of the category is data nerds, so that's my boss. Uh, so they, they love it, right? They'll just do anything for data. But really, the really interesting part of the market is passive owners, people who are passive in their energy awareness. It's the largest chunk of the market. They don't know what's going on. They get bills that make no sense. They've got no visibility to when they're using it or how much they're using. And, of course, that means that they're unaware really what the best solar or storage solution is for them either. So that's the part of the market we're really trying to work on. Mm -hmm. And what about this idea about sort of switching from sort of um, electricity to gas? I mean, there's been an awful lot of conversations about that. I mean, um, what do we know about that? And I'm just thinking particularly for low-income households. Yeah, look, I, I had a friend actually the other day uh, who had an electric um, air conditioning system, ducted air conditioning through the, through the whole house, new house, and they hadn't really explored. And when they were exploring in the basement, believe it or not, they found a gas burner down there. And they went, oh, this is connected to the ducted system. They got it checked it out. And they went, oh, great, we can save some money because we had a big bill last winter using the ducted electric AC. So we use the gas instead. And the gas bill came in recently after their first winter. So they now have last winter, fully electric, this mm. winter, all gas, something like two and a half times more expensive to heat that house using gas than electricity, right? So a huge gas Good bill. Grief. Yeah, absolutely massive. So interestingly for me, when I started out in this industry many years ago, we would always say to people, for hot water particularly, go gas, go gas. Always going to be cheaper. It's very clean. It's a it's more efficient way to do it than a big, dumb old electric tank. And fast forward to today, uh, I was actually at a, a council presentation talking to 150 punters the other night. Lots of people come up and say, what should I do? I've got an old gas system. And I say, you know what? My recommendation, put a dumb electric tank in. Put a diverter on it. Soak up your excess solar energy and preheat your hot water because it's cheap and it's simple and, and it's effectively, you know, 1500 bucks or 2000 bucks for, for a 14 kilowatt hour hot water storage battery. So... It's interesting now that gas has really, it's being priced out of the market as, as mm -hmm. a form of heating and cooling and hot water. It's horrendous. So this is another example of, of people not being energy aware until they get visibility. It's like they're blind, Giles. They're blind and then we give them monitoring and they can see. <laughs> That's a good thing. Now, look, what's your sense about... Um 
Um, what's your sense about solar and what's your sense about the sort of the storage uptake at the moment? I mean, I guess this is probably something that we, we might go into, de into in depth in another, in another podcast. <coughs> but I was just kind of interested to know what, what your sense of the whole, whole market is at the moment. Sure, sure. So I think um, uh, solar continues to go very strong. All the guys and girls that I'm talking to at the moment are pretty busy. There are some hot spots in the market, but we've even some, seen some markets that have cooled off, like South Australia has really picked up and is quite buoyant now. Queensland seems to be going strong, New South Wales is going strong, Victoria is going strong. We're seeing a lot of uptake in this um, uh, rooftop commercial space now, as everyone knows, and it just doesn't seem to be letting up. And some of the triggers that we're seeing in Queensland are just going to keep, just keep helping nudging people over the line, right? Ultimately, Giles, everyone in this market, whether they're residential or commercial, they're all people. And it takes very subtle signals sometimes for people to go, well, maybe I should look at solar. The guy down the road's just put a you know, 50 kilowatt system on. Maybe I should reconsider that as well. So we're starting to see the solar snowball take effect in the commercial space now. I don't think there's much that's going to slow that down, except perhaps STC prices. Um, we'll have to wait and see if the market really overheats, because that will put pressure on the price. Um, now, just, just one thing on the STC prices, and I guess this could be another thing for further down the track, though. I know that the market price for STC has fallen, and some installers have gotten caught out pretty badly by that. But yes. my understanding is that basically, if you are patient you can actually get the full price if you go through the clearinghouse. Am I wrong about that? Yeah, no, that's, that's correct. Although, you know, you can wait a hell of a long time. You could wait mm. years, potentially, and we saw that happen in the past. Um, so, yeah, if you've got the ability to hold that, uh, to basically bank those certificates and not realise the money. Now, for, for the average solar dealer, that's not possible. No, right? of course not. You, you, you're talking about a huge amount of money. Um, so, you know, all sorts of things can happen. Um, uh, okay. Okay. So we've seen some sort of um, we've seen some sort of um, some changes in pricing um, because of that. You think? Look, it's I've spoken to a lot of traders and brokers who are much more knowledgeable on this than I am. I think my, my gut feel is it's entirely likely that we could see it go lower before the end of the year, especially if the market keeps running. At that's the, the STC price going lower, so prices right. for solar systems going higher. Correct. Correct. Now it's not going to change the proposition drastically but it doesn't help right and and mm. and and it certainly puts enormous pressure on the financial vi viability of solar companies the last time we had a big adjustment in the price of stcs like this some years ago it sent companies to the wall very mm. quickly very quickly mm. so it's something to watch very carefully mm. hey you didn't happen to go to the sundowners event last week in sydney did you i i had a school concert giles i couldn't make it sadly Oh, it would have been interesting to know whether they got through their... Um, I think they've got about 25 contributions to the bar tab. I must find out what happened there and oh, let um, our listeners know. Or do you already know? <laughs> I, well, I did bump into a couple of people who went along. It was as as excellent as always. And as usual, I think they drank the whole tab. So plenty of, plenty of good networking. <laughs> plenty of very good networking. Um, Nigel, is there anything else to add on this energy awareness thing at this, at this stage? Or No, look, I, I just think... Energy awareness is something that I really want to impart on people in people's minds because it's top. It's the number one thing it would seem, other than you know global issues in Australian politics. It really is critical. I mean, for Turnbull to to drag all the retailers up twice in a couple of weeks and go through these issues, 
you know, switching is, is, is just a simple, something easy politically to deal with. But the real issue is how do we get consumers energy aware, right? Because that's what's going to make all the difference into the future. And, and when we smarten that up and we start to do automated things, and we've got some big announcements coming soon, Giles, that are going to blow your mind about mm -hmm. what's going on. Oh, some big stuff is about to come out. So all of it is around energy awareness. The more you understand what's going on, the more you can control what's going mm. on. Well, Nigel, hopefully this podcast has um, look, been, provided some good entertainment for our listeners and also some information and help, help actually just sort of, you know, bridge that, um, bridge that knowledge gap or sort of, you know, help people think about how they can, how they can do that, um, you know, with their friends, neighbours, clients or whatever. I hope so too, Giles. Yeah. Well, speaking of energy awareness, I can see the full moon rising here, so I might actually um, sign off and double-check that the solar panels aren't generating under the, under the full moon. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> I can't wait to see. It's a big moon tonight, right? You never know, Joss. I can promise you this, that my house will be powered only by the full moon this evening. <laughs> Better find those candles. Um, <laughs> Nigel, thanks very much for joining us. Um, we'll speak again in a fortnight time. Look forward to it, Giles. Thanks, listeners. And thank you, listeners, and uh, we'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Solar Insiders is brought to you by Solar Analytics, designers and suppliers of smart solar monitoring. By navigating the changing energy landscape, Solar Analytics helps increase solar performance and saves money. Visit solaranalytics.com.au, get empowered and make the most of your home energy.